Hey guys, Chloe here, and welcome to another episode of Fangirl Faves. I am already going to switch things up on you, and we are going to do a top 10 episode as opposed to analyzing something, because why not? Also, as you may have noticed, the world is a really weird place right now, and a lot of us are practicing social distancing. Distancing. I have not been able to say that. Social distancing in the attempt to minimize the spread of COVID-19, which means if you are like me, you are looking for something to sit and watch as you occupy yourself with new hobbies so that you don't go insane. So here I am to your rescue, providing you with my top 10 list of the most bingeable shows to watch while you are social distancing, because I think you should be social distancing if you are not an essential worker, which I am not. So, first thing, I had a really hard time putting together this list, and that's probably because I have binge-watched a lot more shows than I thought. Actually, I watch a lot of TV shows. I haven't binged a lot of these because some of them I did watch them as they came out, but they are still binge-worthy, and I can definitely see myself, if I haven't already, just sitting and nonstop watching them until Netflix shames me. So I thought I would start this list out with the longest running show on it. And one of my favorite shows. Yeah, no, this is definitely one of my favorite shows. Supernatural. Guys, I freaking love Supernatural. I love Supernatural so much that I was really angry that I had to go to a work event and couldn't do the Supernatural like convention that was literally an hour and a half from my house at one point last year. So sad. It has 14 seasons on Netflix right now. And if you start now, you might be able to catch up in time to watch season 15 when it airs with the rest of us. If you have never watched Supernatural, the show is about two brothers, Sam and Dean Winchester, who hunt monsters for the living. That is the simplest way I can put it without going way in depth, which we don't have time for in depth. But all you really need to know is that the instant Dean says, dad's on a hunting trip and hasn't been back in a couple of days, your life is not your own anymore. That's all I have to say. My friend and I started watching this show years ago. There were several seasons already on Netflix. And we were both at college and we just really wanted something to watch together that we could talk about when we called each other. And somehow we landed on this. I honestly don't know how because I did not watch scary stuff. I still don't really watch scary stuff. And the first season scared the crap out of me. I was not about whatever was happening then. I still watch some of them and I'm like, eh. No, that Bloody Mary episode, any of you that have watched this cannot tell me that Bloody Mary episode is the scariest thing that they have ever put on this show. With that being said, we stuck it out (laughs) as we texted each other every day and said, I can't watch any more of this. Somehow we did. Honestly, if we're honest, we did because at the time we were both single Pringles And we really just loved looking at Sam and Dean. I mean, we still love looking at Sam and Dean. Now, as a married woman, 
I do still love Dean as a character, but so does my husband. So that makes it okay. But it has a lot of um, action moments. It also is still really humorous in a tone that fits the show. And if you are character driven, the show is extremely character focused and it kind of works around them. Like the monsters that they hunt or the things that they're dealing with are focused on highlighting struggles and things that the characters are going through, which if you know me, that is a ringer right there. In order to transition to this next show, I will just share another fun fact about me is when I started watching Supernatural, I generally had to watch something like The Office after it. No, my next suggestion is not The Office because if you haven't already binged The Office like three times, at least you're probably living under a rock or you have decided you don't like it. But a show very much like it or makes me think of it is New Girl. and. New Girl is probably my favorite out of the shows like that, like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, The Office, Parks and Rec, Friends. I think New Girl tops the list, guys. I find it hysterical. I have watched it four times all the way through, and that doesn't even count the times that I have just watched random episodes. Yeah. I think Jessica Day is the cutest little character and Nick and Schmidt are 5,000% my favorite characters. I also, um, oh wait, we'll just, so that you know what the heck I'm talking about. There are seven seasons of the show. I think they're on both Netflix and Hulu and basically everything in this show happens because Jessica Day, her boyfriend cheats on her and she moves into this loft with three other men because she just needs somewhere else to live. Naturally, there are a lot of weird things that happen. Not weird things, but um, with one woman with a model best friend that comes to visit in this loft of three men. There are some typical things in a show like this, like a will they won't they relationship and, you know, people that should be together and they don't. There's that kind of stuff that happens. But uh, yeah, so this show makes me laugh so much. I have actually been talking myself down from rewatching it a fifth time. Also, in a different, so the next show, though, that I have to recommend has a massive fan base that is catching up to Supernatural, despite the fact that it only has three seasons. You might know it, and you probably love it, and that would be Sherlock. I know a lot of people have rewatched Sherlock's over and over. If you haven't, Sherlock is a BBC version of one of the many adaptions of the Sherlock Holmes novels set in modern-day London. Yeah, they live in London, right? Yeah. Um, I also distinctly remember when I first started watching this show, a friend of mine knew of my love of mysteries and Sherlock Holmes, and she was like, you have got to watch this. And we had a, we had a sleepover at her house, and we watched the show. And for those of you that have watched it, I was very interested after episode one. We watched all of them in one night, by the way. In episode three, that pool scene, when you meet Moriarty for the first time. (laughs) There is no better manifestation of a Jim Moriarty, not manifestation, like adaption 
or portrayal? Portrayal. There is no better portrayal of Jim Moriarty than Andrew Scott's in Sherlock. Changed my mind. It's only three seasons. Yes, there are only three episodes per season. We know. It hurts us. They're an hour and a half long, so it at least will entertain you for, like, maybe a weekend? If you're really solidly watching them. They are a lot. He talks really fast. There are a lot of things that are, um, kind of make your brain spin. So you might need to take breaks. So you might need to, like, watch a Sherlock and then watch a new girl or something like that. But on the topic of Sherlock, my fourth recommendation as bingeable TV shows is one that I actually almost forgot, but once I, I didn't forget it exists because it's very hard to forget that it exists when you go around quoting it with people all the time, but I forgot that I kind of binged it multiple times. Granted, part of that is probably because of my brother, and honestly, it's a good show. For those of you who have somehow never watched Psych, it's been out for a really long time now. There are eight seasons of it, and the only place I can think that you can find it is Amazon Prime. I'm sure something like Hulu or somewhere has it that you can pay to stream it. I watch it off Amazon Prime. We definitely binged it through the first time. I watched it and then I, I've watched the show at least three times through and then watch really random episodes. For those of you who haven't watched it, it's essentially another adaption of Sherlock Holmes, like a monk or something like that. He's a private detective, except he pretends he's a psychic so that he has an edge because he doesn't actually have any background. The show is hilarious in the mix of some really good uh, mysteries. A lot of you probably have already watched this. I, I mean, I don't... It's very rare I've met someone who hasn't at least watched some episodes of Psych. And it's a good one. Like, I have found myself going back and rewatching episodes. It's been a long time. And come on, son. Is always a good quote to have uh, to slide into a conversation that someone may or may not know what the heck you're talking about. And before we go to break, I got one more show for you. <laughs> I'm going to try to get through it because just the thought of the show makes me laugh. And it's, a, it's just such a weird and random show. And I appreciate it for that. It's called Gallivant. And you might remember, if you haven't watched it yet, you might remember some really irritating commercials that were always screaming like, Gallivant on ABC several years ago. I do. I remember being like, what is this? And uh, I didn't watch it because it looked ridiculous. I was very wrong. Granted, I was very right to wait to watch the three seasons on Netflix because I was able to binge them. So if you have watched this show, you guys know that it is honestly ridiculous. If you have not, the show basically, I think the best way to summarize it is Gallivant is the hero and he is kind of the trope hero of characteristics of knights and things like that. There's an evil king and there's a princess and there's a fair maiden and all these other pieces that come together to make those classic stories. My favorite thing about the show, one, it's a musical. Definitely have been listening to the soundtrack this week. <laughs> and 
which is weird in itself for a show. There's not a lot of musical shows outside of like Glee, but leave it to ABC to come up with a musical show. I mean, really, but it is a musical in medieval times and it makes fun of itself throughout. It makes fun of itself and the trope characters that it portrays. And I don't know why I just find that hilarious, but I do. It's one of probably my favorite things to see in shows, like things like Deadpool, where they break the fourth wall, or even those episodes, you know, if you've watched Supernatural, there's multiple episodes like that. And I don't know why, but I just think it's really funny when this dropped on you, especially when you love it. Anyway, Gallivant is my fifth recommendation for you. It's also just really happy and fun. In times where I've just kind of just been down or meh and I want to laugh and I want to watch something very upbeat upbeat and peppy but also feed my need to watch something fantasy-esque, I watch Gallivant. I have definitely watched it three times already and after listening to the soundtrack yesterday as I was cleaning, I'm definitely thinking about it again. I think I'm going to have to make my husband watch some of these again because those are all different TV times. So before we hit these next five, let's take a quick break. Welcome back, guys. How was your break? I went and got coffee because this room that I am sitting in is freaking cold. But let's get on. I'm sorry, I was stop saying but so loud. Am I saying it too loud? I'm sorry, guys. But let's get on with these next five shows for you to watch. I'll try to be a little more concise and remember to tell you the same things, you know, like how many seasons for each one. I just I get really excited. So this next one kind of started out as what I was calling a guilty pleasure, but for TV shows, there, there's no guilty pleasure. It's just pleasure and you enjoy watching it and don't be ashamed of it because there are definitely things that people have kind of made fun of me for watching. And you know what? I enjoy them and I find them interesting. So they can go be moody on their own. But with that being said, my next show is Riverdale. So Riverdale is probably the newest show, arguably the newest show on the list. There are three seasons on Netflix and the fourth one that just finished airing on the CW is supposed to be coming to Netflix close to the end of the May. Of the May. <laughs> um, so you might be able to, if you like, delay watching it a little bit you can watch the fourth season when it comes out on Netflix and you don't have to wait so it's a very mystery thriller show which is what attracted me to it it's based off Archie comics which I have I mean I know what they are because I looked them up but I never read them or heard of them it's really a dark show guys um it's very dramatic there's intrigue and betrayal and the only thing because I have to say this my only irritation is that these are children they are in high school they're not even seniors I don't think and one of them is basically like going around telling these mob bosses is she's not gonna mob bosses guys <laughs> she's telling mob bosses that she's not paying them money because she owns some club first of all honey you're a child what are you doing so really 
that's really my only biggest complaint with this show, but I am uh, way obsessed. I also find it super fascinating to watch a Sprouse twin play this emo kid, who is my favorite, by the way, of course. And uh, so if you like mystery thrillers and kind of those um, teen drama shows, Vampire Diaries-esque, then you are definitely going to like this show. It is entertaining and it is a very intriguing, twisty, turny storyline if you can look past the fact that it's highly unrealistic because they're children. However, it's a very, as a side note, it has a very cool filming technique where everything kind of looks like it's in this haze, which I mean, Riverdale is not a real place. And so that's kind of the whole big point of it is that this is possibly not real. Um. I don't even know how to summarize, give you a summary of the show, except it's a bunch of these kids that initially are looking to solve the case of a murder. A lot more murders happen, <laughs> and people were sleeping together, people are betraying each other, people are trying to take over the town. It turns into this mess, honestly, but you kind of just keep going along because you get sucked in and you really do have to know what's coming next. So suggestion number seven, right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven. Suggestion number seven. This is something that has been out literally forever. It's been off air for a long time, but a friend of mine was just telling me about her watching the final season finally, which I have not even watched, full confession. But it's a good one, again, if you like fantasy stuff, and that is Once Upon a Time. I, okay, hold on, I promised I would stay on track. There are seven seasons to the show, I'm pretty sure you can watch it, I know you can watch it on Netflix, I'm pretty sure it's also on Hulu still. And it's very fantasy-esque, it's storybook characters live in the modern world, and you get flashback from their storybook lives. That is the easiest summary. You probably, you had to have heard of it. The show was huge when it first came out. And when it first came out, I really did appreciate it. As I have already said multiple times, I love stories. I also love storybooks. I like reading the originals that haven't been Disney-fied. It was just a, such a cool concept to me to put storybook characters like Snow White and the Mad Hatter into this modern world and add in this element of like they had this daughter that wasn't part of all that. I have not watched the seventh season because technically the main characters that the show was following, they end at season six and season seven goes about the story of the main characters son, the main character Emma's son. I, to this day, am very skeptical of how this season is going, or that season is going, because it's not current, but I think I'm going to have to watch the seventh season, which has prompted me to put that on this list, because when we are watching it, it's definitely a show that you, again, kind of get sucked in, and you just need to know what happens Next, there's so much magic, which some people find really annoying because it's used an excuse to get out of situations, but there's some really good moments to the show that I really appreciate. It's the best version of Captain Hook you're ever going to see. The Wicked Witch, I 
honestly, I love her. I love the storyline that they give her. And in itself, it's a very interesting show. And if you've already watched it, why not go watch it again? Like, it's a fun escape from being stuck in your house all day. (laughs) And then another show, another show that I kind of forgot about that was binge-worthy is Chuck. And like I said, you guys, this list was super hard to come up with. And I was trying to find some very different things. My interests run the gamut. I mean, literally, we have gone from Supernatural to New Girl to Riverdale. Like, it's all over the place. To Gallivant. It's all over the place. And Chuck is one of those ones that, again, I remembered kind of just sitting in watching episodes till I was shamed for not getting up because it was really good and you kind of couldn't it was like a good book like you couldn't put it down there are five seasons of it they're all on Amazon Prime it's a spy kind of comedy show which some people don't like that I get but Zachary Levi is so charming as Chuck Chuck is just this average guy who works as part of kind of like a geek squad his ex-best friend who is a spy sends him this top secret file that kind of gets downloaded on his brain which makes Chuck uh this super important government asset basically so him being a very average person and having these super spies you know watching him and protecting him but also needing him at the same time because he has information obviously it's two ridiculous situations um really I actually thought of this show because of my next recommendation, and Zachary Levi is in it, and Chuck is just a very different character. I know that it's one like very early in his career, but he's just really charming, and it is believable that he goes from being this very average nerdy guy to, um, you know, a a decent spy, <laughs> a decent spy. It's also really funny because he has very average not average, but he just has friends like that you have that are ridiculous or the kind of people that you see at like a geek squad. But it also is just, it's a really funny show. It's a very different concept than just being a spy show or just being comedy. And uh, I think it's worth a binge, you know, if you want to watch something like that. But again, another show that Zachary Levi is in, which was what actually made me remember about Chuck is the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Guys, the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, if you have not watched it, there are three seasons of it on Amazon Prime. And if you are okay with something that has a lot of, it has a lot of language. And I realize that. But it is one of the funniest shows, the wittiest shows that I have watched in so long. I just get so much joy from it. So the show is about Midge Maisel, who is a housewife in about the 50s, 60s, and she finds herself sort of pursuing this unlikely career of comedy after her husband leaves her. So the whole three seasons of her kind of struggling to both deal with Still very much having feelings for her husband who left her, which all of that will make sense if you watch it. But um, 
in balancing how their new relationship is, but not being married, and then also trying to make it as a woman in this time period in the biz is so delightful. She is delightful and hilarious. Tony Shalhoub plays her father and is arguably, outside of her, the best character on the show. He is hilarious. The, it has such subtle humor in, like, the way they talk and it's, or it could be, like, super chaotic and everyone is talking at one time, but everyone's not paying attention, saying really funny things. And it is, it is a delight. I have, I watched it. I don't stay up super late, guys. I really don't. But when I was watching the show, I would finish an episode and be like, I have to go to bed. Like, I, I have to stop watching this. Um, it's so, 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 so good. It is a delight. It is fresh. I have convinced my husband to watch it. And even he doesn't normally watch stuff like this. But even he is like, this is a fantastic show. So that's how I'm going to, like, sell that. And then my final recommendation is actually a show I have only watched this one time through, but I have every intention of watching it through again, and that is The 100. So I don't know about you, but I had zero idea what the show was when I just happened to find it on Netflix one night when I was flipping. There are seven seasons. They're only on Netflix, I think. And I... Yeah, I think they're only on Netflix. And the show is about, it's very apocalyptic, and people have been living in space for, I don't even remember how long, because the Earth was destroyed by, essentially, nuclear warfare. But they're pretty sure that the Earth is inhabitable now, so their solution is to send 100 juvenile delinquents to the surface to see if they can survive. It's very weird. I definitely understand that you have to have a taste for stuff like that. Some people I have talked to have been like, that's the dumbest show I've ever watched. Well, you know what? You don't have to watch it. <laughs> but if you were into that kind of sci-fi and fantasy mix, and it's really a more gritty show that um, is weird, but also very adventurous, then I highly recommend The 100. I need to talk about it with someone because I currently don't know anyone that watches it. So please, if you watch it, <laughs> message me. I need to talk about Bellamy Blake and Octavia Blake. And I need to talk about what happened in this last season. And if what's going to happen in the next season, I need to. So um, I had to finish on the 100 because it's the only one that I haven't rewatched already. And I also, which means I don't have as much to say about it because I'm still kind of just processing. I, it was another one of those shows that I was up at night during the work week, which is like the school week for me. I go to bed at a very normal time and I was like, I need to turn this off. Like I cannot start another episode, but I need to know what was happening. So there you have it, guys. My 10 bingeable shows. If you haven't watched them, check them out and 100% let me know what you think. Check out the show description for the Instagram account because I would love to know what is your top bingeable shows or show. You know, what would you have added to the list? 
have fun binge watching your favorite TV shows as you social distance. And until next time, bye guys. Fangirl Faves is recorded and produced by me, Chloe McGuigan. And the music you hear is Hot Shot by Scott Holmes.